Welcome to Guild Wars, a podcast dedicated to unearthing the deep lore of Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. I am Joe Neustel, and between myself and my co-host, Tony, we have over 20 years of experience with the Guild Wars franchise and still manage to know very little. So, without further ado, here he is, Chancellor of our lunatic court, Tony Melchor. Tony how are you doing today? Hello. I'm doing good. Good, good, good. How about yourself? I'm good. It's spooky season. Spooky season. I don't know why bats say chirp now. You know. What ravens? Do say? Squawk. Uh, what do bats say? What, what does the bat, bat say? say? What does the bat say? <laughs> I don't know. Good. Well, it is spooky. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Moving on. Anyway, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Are we here? We are here, and we are all dressed up, treats in hand. That just killed the audio quality, but those are the treats. <laughs> here we are, all dressed up. We have treats in hand, and I am feeling the spirit of the season, my man. I am feeling the spirit of the season. Are you? Spirit of the wild. Just a few more days. It's Monday today, so we have less than a week. Mm-hmm. And in the spirit of the season, I wrote a poem to set the mood for our little party here on Guild Lords. Okay, okay, okay. All right, are you ready for this, man? I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready, Tony? I'm ready. Here it comes. Bring it. The ghosts are a-scaring. The ghouls are a fright. There's all sorts of shit that goes bump in the night. (laughs) The labyrinth is packed with people chasing the tags, all for the promise of trick-or-treat bags. The lunatics circuit the clock tower tall, but the grasping hands take them and all of them fall. Now the mad king's the monster of the hour this fest, but let's not forget evil the king must contest. There's Eric the bloody prince, yes the mad king's mad son. And the Scourge King of Vabby wields a razor-sharp pun. Perhaps it's Grenth, the god of death, who shall reign, or his nemesis roosted in Grenth's Hall of Chains. So which one's the wizened most grisly gross ghoul? Which one claims the crown in our Halloween duel? Clearly it's me. Oh yeah, I forgot to put Tony in Clearly it's me, what the hell, man? Yes. They for- they forgot about me. I don't know. I think we're probably henchmen at best. Yeah. It's a big dream. I dream big. <laughs> we're only a henchman if we can pass the written test. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So the, who would have known that the lunatic court was such a bureaucracy? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. I didn't fill this form out. Hold on. Can I get form A A2? Sex, sex subsection 3. Yeah. Uh, I've been a Tyrion. They gave me a binder. Yeah. I've been living in Tyrion for two years now. I'm a native now. Come from Cantha. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I've got my paperwork. I got, <laughs> they might have, you might have to fax. You might have to fax my, uh, my office. So, who are the contestants for our Halloween contest? Who is the king of Halloween? Let's get into the details here. We have Mad King Thorn, Prince Edric Thorn, a.k.a. the Bloody Prince, A.K.A. Pain Lord. Pain Edge Lord. We will get into Pain Lord later. Pain That's Lord. canon. Palawa Joko, Grenth, and Doom. Doom boy. Before we get started, let's set up some criteria for this mad hour. Let's set up some criteria for this contest. <laughs> let's set up some criteria for this bullshit. <laughs> I think one, Uno. our contestant must look the part. So we will di- dissect each one of their visual appearances. And, well, of course they need to be frightening. Yeah, they need to be spooky. Otherwise, what's the, what's the point? I mean, I know the, the Mad King has a jack-o'-lantern head, and that just screams Halloween. That is. But I think there are other creepers that are frightening in their own right. 
We have to judge their, this is criteria two now, their maliciousness. We have to look at their record of atrocities that they've committed. Ooh. See. Background. If they really have what it takes to lead the armies of the night. Basically, they all submitted an application and we're just checking the backgrounds, making sure they're all clean. You know, this is. That is where our lore for this episode will lie. There's a lot of lore, so don't let the don't let this fool you. This is indeed a dense episode. Mm. The drama of several parts that we will get into, each interlocking the edge lords of Tyria. The edge lord. All have their drama. Criteria four, three, three, three. three. <laughs> charisma. Oh, okay. Because tricks are great and terror is better. But we can't neglect the treats. Halloween is one of the most compelling times of year for a lot of folks. And to lead the likes of the dastardly and the damned, you have to have the face to make the frights fun. Are there any other things you think we should be judging our contestants on today? Mm, nothing else that comes to mind. Well, then let's get to it. Those three sound really good. Or is there anything you're thinking of last minute? No. I've thought this out. I wrote the show. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for many hours. So, which of these lovely bastards wears the facade of fear itself? Well, let's take a look. The home team takes the field first, and we're up with Mad King Thorn. Mad King? If you will direct your attention to this monitor here. Mm -hmm. So yeah. first, what can we say? He stands what, 30 feet tall? He's a huge is enormous. Is he a giant? Made basically of fire and pumpkins. Fiery pumpkin, yeah. Fire and pumpkins. Roasted pumpkin? And spikes. And spikes, yeah. I'll bet the seeds that come out of him are delicious. Oh. But he is very Halloween-y. Very. He even has these little lava brooches here. If, if you're listening along and you have the ability to pull up a picture of the Mad King, mm -hmm. do so. You can go through along. Where as is we... he here? Hmm? Is he in L.A. here? Yes. This was the very first Halloween. Oh. Now it's old Lion's Arch. Hmm. Yes, a crown of spikes. Of course. And pumpkins and fire. Let's have a look at our next contestant, his offspring. <laughs> straight from an insane clown posse concert. <laughs> oh, my Bloody God. Prince Eric Edric Thorne. Edge boy. That's mild. He just I I think I said it all when I said yep. he's straight out of an insane clown posse concert. Is he touring with Tech Nine? I the juggalo. I don't know. This is some strange music. <laughs> strange music. It's very strange. He definitely looks like a little edgelord. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Aside from that, he's got a lot of straps. A lot of straps going on here. He's got some, he's got BDSM. some spikes growing out of him. Some BDSM vibes. That's pretty okay. creepy. I don't know if those are his armor or just him. Yeah, what the hell? Okay, okay. Palawa Joko is sporting some serious bling. He is For the flashiest. Real. You can be made of fire. Look at the crown. But if your Damn. chain is heavy... If your chain... Is half of the GDP of America? <laughs> Look at that! Look at that scepter. He is Ballin'. flashy. He knows he, he has Ballin'. a he has a lip ring that goes all the way in his mouth. Now he is definitely undead. Yeah, he's absolutely rotting. Yep, which is freaky, creepy, spooky, ooky, spooky. Yeah, all of those. So I think he's I think he's got a got a little bit of what it takes. Look at those talons. Nasty. Don't grab me with those. Mm -mm. Don't grab me. Don't grab me, Joko. Don't don't grab me, Joko. Don't, don't grab me, Joko, please. Grenth. Looks like straight out of a B-rated uh, horror film. Yeah, B-rated horror film Cult or film. just like <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> yeah? He's got like a, a cowl on. He's just really nurturing some skulls really creepy just unsettling yeah i like it though it's good yeah full moon in the background mm -hmm. pretty Very symmetrical with the horns. dark green kudos things. to the uh designer there who really brought that whole scene together yeah yeah his little weird pale hand with his little 
nails. Yuck, I didn't even notice that. Oh, nice. I like this one. Are I like skulls? this one more now. Yeah. Skulls, skulls right there hanging down. Yeah. Or hanging on, I guess. They look like they're not having a good time either. They looked all fucked up, man. Yeah. Grenth is pretty spooky and creepy. I mean, like. He's up there. What did we expect? It's true. He's the god of death. But here's the other god of death who. <laughs> Transparency had a bit of a glow up. Mm-hmm. So from Guild Wars 1 to Guild Wars 2, Doom here. Yeah. Gruesome legs. <laughs> I don't know. He did some squats. He finally started doing squats and his legs really, you know, started to take shape. They butted. They, bu- <laughs> they butted. We've got a big spooky scythe. He's very spectral, but mm-hmm. we're going to have to dock him points. As Tony pointed out to me earlier, he's... How did you, how did you phrase it? World of Warcrafty? Yeah, he's a little bit World of Warcrafty. He looks like Arthas or the Lich King or whatever the hell. Yeah, don't get too mad at us saying that, but that is that is Arthas. It's <laughs> it's kind of true. It's that is the Lich King. That is the Lich King right there. We know the story's different. Oh yeah, no, totally. But if you're looking at it at a glance, you're definitely. Definitely giving off some Lich King vibes, mm-hmm. which is weird because he was in the underworld in Guild Wars One, well before Wrath of the Lich King came out. Oh, so why they had to remodel the spooky spectral Reaper uh, Doom? Well, the Frozen Throne came out first before World of Warcraft. That's fair, but did we really get that 3D in-depth? Well, no, no, but you got some of it. Even so, if you're comparing Guild Wars 1 Doom here on this screen to Arthas yeah. of Frozen Throne, which was completely 2004, different. maybe 3? I don't know. 4, 5, 6. Give, anyway, take around there. current Doom is a lot like current Arthas. Mm-hmm. So we, now we have to rank our contestants. Scale of 1 to 10, Tony. Mad King Thorn. I'm going to give him like a good, good solid eight. Good solid eight. Give him an eight. All right. Edric Thorn, what does he have going for him? Mm, I'm going to give him a six. His face is kind of creepier than them. I don't even know if he deserves that. He's kind of a wiener. <laughs> mm, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. No, I think he might. I'm going to have to bring him He's down a prince a for a reason. You can stay pretty. All right, okay, I can buy that. I can buy. <laughs> He's that. got a little bit of time to, to glow up, if you will. All right, Joko. Joko, I say, would be a seven for me. A seven. I think that's solid. He's a solid seven, just a step behind his rival, Mad King Thorn. Mm-hmm. Just a step behind. But that bling, that's some nice bling. Yep. Grenth, how are you gonna place Grenth? And nine. Let's. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. At nine. Let's do nine for Grenth. He looks sick, dude. He looks dope. That picture that we had of him is just really good. I'll have to post that one. I'll make a note of that. It's creepy. I love it. It's so good. I hope you all enjoy it as much as I do. This spooky season. Mm -hmm. And Doom. Should we go pre-Doom? Should we average the two? Guild Wars 1, 2? Honestly, dude, I would just, I would leave his glow up. I would leave his glow up out and just go for Underworld Doom. Okay, so we're going to go, we're going to go with the... Old um, Doom. Yeah, with the throwback. He's, he's at an 8, I'd say. Pre-leg day Doom. Pre-leg day. I'd say an 8. Yeah, he's got the classic Reaper vibe. It look, it's really he's good. He's got a really good it's Reaper It's really look. good. Yeah. I'm with that. I could give him an eight. That's fine with me. All right. I've written up some honorable mentions. Some honorable honorable mention awards. Okay, okay. For for these people. So best bling. Got to give that to the uh, to the Lich Lord himself. Of course. The imposter. That's Grinth. <laughs> OG. Doom, Doom. wouldn't say. Yep. <laughs> and ICP. <laughs> ICP. Except for OG is debatable because Mad King Thorn is really like the OG Halloween King. Doom is OG in a different pr- respect. But yeah, Halloween, in terms of Halloween, I think, I think, oh, it just, Mad, 
Anakin Thorne is the face of it. I don't, I don't see anything else other than his face. That's true. Let's see if the escapades of our contestants can change your mind. Let's get into round two. Let's see what, see what they're up to. Been up to. As stated earlier, this is a drama. A drama of many parts that travels beyond realms. So let's get into a story. Mad King Oswald Thorne. <laughs> Sorry. Oswald? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. That's his name. Oh, fuck me. Okay. So one more big laugh. He he would probably... I don't know what he would do if he heard you laughing like this. Dude, he'd probably <laughs> kill me. <laughs> oh, absolutely, but it He'd wouldn't be, be so simple. up, you knob. <laughs> Fucking knob. Fucking knob. Don't make fun of me, you knob. Mad King Oswald Thorne stood but a boy in 800 AE. Circa 800 AE. The date is not exact. When his cruelty began to blossom, his blood was that of royalty, but... Succession was not in his favor. This is something he would come to remedy. But alas, in his youth, he was condemned to only torture small animals and creatures. That is, until by chance or fate, his path would cross another budding star in this story. The son of an Elonian diplomat who could teach him the true meaning of torture and show him just how fun it could be to enact it upon his subjects. This young man would go on to become, as some would dare claim, the last primeval king. His name was Palawa Joko. No shit. Though what started out as a blooming friendship withered quickly in a landscape of toxic, narcissistic sadism that defines these true, two truly dreadful boys. Damn, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that friendship didn't last long. <laughs> it was a challenge of words and insults, insults to wit, that would lock the two into a rivalry that continues to play out to this very day. It was a challenge of puns. That was all it took to destroy them. <laughs> and so they went their separate ways to make the world a worse place in their own, on their own terms, and eventually each would claim the title of monarch. Oswald, the Mad King, would seize his power with two blades. The first was for his elder brother, Prince Awan. Hmm. How would you pronounce this, Tony? E-W-A-N. Ewan? Yeah. Prince Awan. Yeah, he that, was a beloved figure. Set to assume the crown and lead Krita to better times. He, however, would not. Oswald took his life, and not only his life, Oswald took his wife. No sh- Took her hand in marriage. She would be the first of his eight wives. The Mad Damn. King. Damn. Yeah. All right. The player. It's not a good thing to have the status of Queen of Krita during Mad King Thorn's rule. Mm, I'm sure. But the Mad King was not yet king. But his second knife, the knife in the back of his father, would place the crown so gingerly on his head that he couldn't resist. To the Mad King... A father is a father, but power? Power is everything. After Damn. assuming the crown, his reign lasted until 825 AE, a reign punctuated by harsh policy and group mutilations of any suspected in conspiring against him. Damn. Just the suspects were subject to mutilation, not even those proven guilty. If you were suspected, you were dead. Well, no, not exactly. Oh, not oh. dead. Mutilated. Who cut your hands off and sent you back. 
He would do horrible things. He would torture you in ways that my mind can only imagine. Mad King Thorn in his younger days. God damn. Yeah, he had a retinue of enchanters create terrible tools for his evil ways. His taste for torture. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, and these, okay. This taste he had, well, it got him a reputation. He had a reputation of wanton killing by atrocious machinations. One of his wives was put to death by an exceptionally cruel method, tombed in a coffin, often filled with rats. Oh my god, that's terrible! And thrown overboard into the sea. He also gave his son Edric a birthday spectacle and beheaded the bloody prince's mother at his birthday party. Dude, this guy's fucked up. Okay, now I'm like, okay, okay, you're starting to get points. Starting to get points. The bloody prince, Edric Thorne, earned his name as in retaliation he nailed the hands of another of the Mad King's wives to a drake. During huh? a game that I can only dream of, titled Pin the Tail on the Drake. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Instead of a donkey, it's a drake. And I'm sure it wasn't pretty. I'm sure. Oh, man. This is when the Bloody Prince coined himself the Pain Lord. The Pain Lord. I'm the Pain Lord. Yes. <laughs> that sucks, doesn't it? I'm the Pain Lord. I showed you, Dad. And he also gave himself the title, the Bloody Prince. His father, as well he should have been, was embarrassed by these titles. <laughs> and for an unknown reason, the Mad King imprisoned his son in the dungeon. But the Bloody Prince was not without his father's cruel cunning. He did escape and took with him the tongues of every guard to ensure their secrecy. He then burned a Crichton village to the ground in his father's name, encouraging the people to rise up against the Mad King. Oh, state of coup. staged a coup. Indeed. Nice. He burned village, killing 600 Crichtons. Oh my god. Just to get back at his dad. Now that's a not insignificant number. Yeah, that's a lot of people. The Bloody Prince's plan worked, and a mob amassed, seeking the head of the Mad King, Oswald Thorne. Edric was clever, but Oswald learned, learned all that he was doing, and after a tense conversation, the Mad King agreed to surrender, and took Edric to the Undercroft to bestow upon him his inheritance, a grand armory. Hmm. But an armory did not await the Bloody Prince. His father silenced him by stuffing his mouth full with candy corn <laughs> and sealed him in an enchanted coffin known as the Shell of Insanity. It was one of his favorite torture devices. Shell of Insanity. One such account records a man left in the coffin for too long eating off his own face. Oh. Oh. Not really even sure what that implies. Holy shit. That's a thing. He went so crazy, he ate his own face ate off. Ate his own face. Oh my god. My god. <sighs> wow. Okay. Mad King Thorn is a bad, bad man. Very bad. Very mad. Very mad. <laughs> Very king. <laughs> but not for long. With the bloody prince gagged and sealed, so too was the fate of the mad king. The mob disposed of the Mad King, cutting his body into pieces and sealing them away behind magic behind magic seals to prevent his return. No shit. Okay. Yes, they ended his mortal reign, but spurred the beginning of his most prolific venture yet. His rule of the Mad Realm. That's sick. Far to the south, in the Alonian Desert, was his nemesis, <laughs> who had a very... Similar, singular, thought. Power is everything. Palawa Joko was a student of the dark art of necromancy. He followed knowledge wherever it was. He started first with a teacher. He is noted to have killed any student better than he to remain his narcissistic need 
of being the best. That makes sense. And then, when the teacher he believed had nothing more to teach him, Joko slew him too. No, she offed him too? Damn. These guys are fucked up. Uh. He did spend his youth questing, questing for deeper knowledge, and eventually his quests led him to scriptures of the disgraced god, Abaddon. Joko was indeed a young man with a vision, a vision of a united Ilona, an Ilona huh. of undead united under his necromantic command mm -hmm. with himself upon the throne for eternity, and his wish would eventually be realized. Joko is persistent. His initial attempt to seize the desert country was nearly a success, but weren't for one hero standing in his way. A Cornan war marshal by the name of Turiasa. <laughs> it was he and his haggard band of rebels who would defeat Joko and dismantle the empire he had acquired piece by piece. But fate has a funny way of working out, as nearly two centuries later, a descendant of the Asa bloodline, Varesh Asa, conducted a ritual to free the fallen god Abaddon and set forth the events of the nightfall. But thinning the veil was exactly what the Lich Lord was waiting for, and from the mists reborn. Damn. Lucked out. Slipped in right through the crack. Given probability over time of just being an eternal soul bound to the mortal realm like a Lich, eventually you're gonna have an opportunity, right? Eventually, yeah. You can't die. What is 200 years to an eternal being? A nap? I think we've had the same conversation before <laughs> in the Glint episode. Damn. Crazy. His second chance at the Elonian throne was much more sinister and keen. Unlike the brutal undertakings of the Mad King of Krita, Joko began to spread lies and orchestrated assassination attempts against each and every human leader, from Cantha to Tyria, oh, fuck. in an attempt to destabilize their nations. Damn, this guy's precise. Now after, well, I mean, he had time to really figure things out. Yeah, time to think. His first attempt... He built an army by killing armies, and it didn't work for him, so he needed to try something else. So, after his campaign of subtle war games, his brutality takes over. Once he gains that slight edge from subterfuge, the Scourge of Abbey was determined to take back his home. But to do so, he would need an army, and how does a necromancer build an army? Well, he's already done that before. Yeah. Raise the undead? Kill. Kill he did. Joko killed fucking everybody. <laughs> oh my god. In little bits and pieces, he would have his group take a few here. Korna, Babi, Istan. Hmm. Slow. Slow and precise. Dude, that's an... Okay. Okay. They're just stepping up their game. Humans he would enlist into his ranks. And... He would even take beasts. Beasts were used, morphed, experimented on, and when failed, their bodies were used to expand his ever-growing bone palace in the des desolation. Oh, okay. Those bones didn't just get there by chance. That makes sense. That's also, it just makes me think of it in a different way now. <laughs> Holy shit. Once his army was strong enough and his crown secured, he began to keep the living alive as slaves and pets. Hmm. Started wanting entertainment. Play with his food almost in a sense. Indeed. That's crazy. Sinister. He also did some very terrible things to our friends from Guild Wars 1. Hmm. Talcora, the last spear marshal of the Sunspear, was tortured. Her hands and tongue cut away to stop her rebellious signaling. She was left alive to suffer and to deny her the state of martyrdom. Even this did not end her indignance to the Lord of the Undead. And to this, Joko killed her. <laughs> she was slain. 
and awakened by Joko, much like his oh. handling of Cost de Jaren. Her stalwart belief in life carried through to her awakened state. She could not be controlled. Thus, yeah, that's badass. What what is Joko to do? This led Joko to take all but a trace amount of awakening from her. With her consciousness and soul still intact in her body, her physical remains were left to rot away atop Yanur Plateau. He really just staked her to the ground and let her body rot to nothing. Petty? Don't even understand that anguish, psychological anguish that, that <laughs> yeah. comes with that. As a mortal, at least there is the promise of an end. But as an undead, what what are the implications? Just stake down. Jesus. Eventually, you become dust, desert dust. Your body withers into nothing. For centuries, Joko would reign, enslaving the living, awakening the dead, and terrorizing the people of Alona. That is, until some spoilery things happen. And, <laughs> and we allegedly find the lich lord palau joko reunited with his best friend for eternity in the mad realm oh the boys are getting back together boys night <laughs> boys night boys night so the three contestants we've talked about now all reside in the underworld but who runs the underworld originally it was the first god of death the og original god Doom. And Doom was one bad motherfucker. Yeah. His policy against resurrection and the undead was harsh, leading his followers to coin the phrase, Death Undeniable. That was his slogan. Death Undeniable. You will die. And I mean, honestly, I cannot argue with his practice. It seems like a pretty good practice for the god of death. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, as un death, <laughs> as undead, and the ability to resurrect have been seen in previous sections of this show mm -hmm. to unbalance the world. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But was Doom really doing this out of the goodness of his heart? Not exactly. He was a malicious tyrant who sat upon a throne of a vacant underworld. If you recall the underworld, it's full of spirits mm -hmm. not doom's underworld and act indeed acto mm -hmm. his drive was not to assist the spirits of those who no longer had mortal life not to shepherd but doom embodied the stereotypical reaper he was a glutton rather than finding a fitting afterlife or judging the souls that came to him he would consume them oh ever growing his power Damn, okay. If any were to manage the escape of his consumption, he would track them, claiming them as proof of death undeniable. This was the afterlife of doom. Very hardcore. Yeah, one track mind. Not exactly a benevolent or kind... Oh, definitely not. So this had some implications on the living. Doom is the predecessor... To the current god of death, who has a very Greek pantheon, Greek god-inspired tale. Mm. He's not a true god, but a demigod. This blew my mind. He's born of Duena, the goddess of life, and an artisan of ancient ore, a humble sculptor. It was his life as an Orion, and seeing the fear, the fear that doom bestowed upon mortals that led him to rebellion against the god of death. He and seven co-conspirators defeated Grenth in Lyssa's temple in Or. And why Lyssa? I have no idea. I tried to figure it out. I just do not know. In Lyssa's temple? Indeed. There are temples, grand temples to every god in Or. You can do the meta event train there just to revisit them all if you wish. She's a mesmer, right? Maybe like some... Fuck, I don't know. 
why, some why? deception going De- on there deception or like yeah something like something like that i mean with his affinity to duena you would think that she would help him or maybe they'd fight him on his own turf but one way or the other that is how it went down okay thank you lissa yeah yeah thanks the power and mantle of the god of death was passed to Grenth, and the seven who helped him become the god he is now, they were given status of avatar and became the seven reapers. Okay. Who you can find in the underworld. Mm-hmm. You can find them in Hall of Chains, in Doom. The Doom boss. He was now a god, yet still unable to completely vanquish the life of his predecessor and over the years and this over the years has caused great problems many times doom has made alliances with the likes of avadon and menzies who is the half brother of balthazar balthazar has a half brother he does what the fuck? okay and he's made these alliances and joined his troops his driders from the underworld elite dungeon and guild wars one beasts of a similar mold he's aligned them with the power of these other beings to assault the power structure of the world he's trying to stir shit up so he can get free and regain power mm-hmm. Brent really has no misdeeds so to speak unlike the last of our he's very ambitious yeah he just is kind of benevolent in a way but his restructured, well, I mean, he is benevolent. His restructured underworld is geared toward leading lost souls to judgment and finding an afterlife that best suits them. That's pretty nice. Yeah. The only time it ever really gets fucked up and scary is when Doom tries to assault it. <laughs> <laughs> but you cannot vanquish death itself, as Doom reminds us time and time again. But, you know, since the gods have abandoned the world of Tyria, his old nemesis has arisen. The truly benevolent Grenth, with the rest of his godly company, have left humanity to suffer. They've dipped. So his first priestess, Desmina, has been rendered from her body by doom. Her soul and her body have been split from each other. Her mortal figure... To be Doom's pet for eternity in the Hall of Chains as the soulless horror. So, how could such a benevolent and good god, half-human even, feel so justified in abandoning his own people? Maybe he isn't so good after all. There must be, there must be a reason then now, now that I think. Or he's just a, he's just a dick. <laughs> I think we're probably headed to Guild Wars Utopia. Cancel the expand. That's neither here nor there. We'll do it. We'll do another show on it. Hmm. But that that's my belief. Okay. Okay. This ends round two. The tale of all of our contestants. <laughs> and boy, there are some bad apples here. Mm-hmm. We're bobbing for bad apples. Yeah. Round three. Oh, let's let's rank our our contestants here mad king thorn very bad man i'm gonna give him a 10 torture yeah i'm gonna give him a 10 okay fuck give him a 10 a lot of evil all right how about edric thorn the bloody prince pain lord i'm gonna give him an eight he was like a um petty more petty let I mean, he's still bad, right? But it was just like a petty bad, just to get back at his. Day. It's more rebellious. It's kind of like sad. just it's pure cruel. Sad. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more sad that he just <laughs> pain lord. Oh. He just wasn't good at being bad. <laughs> he has been cast aside now. Now that Joko remains with Mad King Thorn, he does not need his son to bicker with anymore, and he has literally cast him up into the sky on a shipwreck. Literally. Oh, that's right. Uh huh. He's an outcast. That is such a bad pun created by the Mad <sighs> King. But what else is he known for? All right, Edric Thorn. You said eight. No, six. like a six. I think I'm we should six. level him off at five. Five, five. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm good with. That. You're comfortable with that. Yeah, that's good. The Lich Lord Palawa Joko. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a ten. I think he's. 
I think he's a bad, bad boy. I think he's worse. I think he's worse than the Mad King. You think so? The Mad King was volatile, but Joko was evil with a plan. That's true. But we'll give him a 10 as well. We can lower the Mad King to 9. Mm-hmm. Except for that still doesn't feel right, but we'll go forward with it. How about Grenth? I mean... I admire his ambition. He's going to go to, like, to a two. Like, in terms of being bad, he's probably, like, a two. <laughs> I think we can just eliminate Grenth right now because he's not Halloween material. No. He's a good boy. But it was fun to tell his story. It was a good... Good? It's crazy. Good, yeah. He's half human. It was actually a secret. It became one of their, like, main secrets that he was not a true god. Crazy. Don't tell anyone, Toby. Don't tell the listeners. All right, moving on to Doom. How did Doom score in his battometer? I'll give him an eight or a nine. Like, he wasn't, I mean, he's really selfish. He denied, I guess. He did not just enslave the continent or murder some wives. He literally consumed the essence, denying the afterlife to everybody Mm -hmm. for power for like 700 years. For, to everybody, just because he's a bastard. Eight or nine. I'd say nine. I'll give him a nine. I was going to bump him up at least a little bit. I think he's a very bad being. Oh, no. Most definitely. All right. Now let's get to the charisma aspect. Who is going to be the king of Halloween? Because it's not all tricks. There are some treats. You got to keep it light. Got to keep it light. So I've written down some some dialogue from in-game i've been deep deep to gather doom's quotes and things quips dialogue that he says in the underworld i've watched underworld speed clears (laughs) to get this and mad king oh there is also some like uh, this doesn't matter (laughs) just dungeons from guild wars one halloween events and things like that oh wow that's where this one comes from okay Oh, we'll get to that in a minute, actually. It's not in this first one. Mad King says, I just love to see you grovel. <laughs> Isn't this fun? I haven't enjoyed myself this much since I had that entire village skinned alive all those years ago. Oh, my God. What a dick. It's an entire village skinned alive. Ooh, that is fucked up. <laughs> and this one, I thought this was great. What's the difference between the Great Dwarf and the Great Destroyer? Oh, no. One is a harbinger of the apocalypse, and the other is an oxymoron. (laughs) The Great Dwarf. Oh, my God. Someone throw him in jail. Why did Palawa Joko cross over to the underworld? (laughs) Why? To lose! (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. We already kind of covered that Prince Edric, he's kind of just a almost a sympathetic character. He just was abused, really. He's just sustained he, some psychological trauma. He's just got some daddy issues. If he had a better dad, he might have been different. I don't know. A normal boy. And now he's just outcast. On, on, he's a castaway on a he's shipwreck. He's a castaway. <laughs> what a sad, poor, poor fellow. Mm. He could not inspire anybody. Well, he did inspire a whole coup that did end the life of his father, so he must be at least decently charismatic. I mean, he did it in the name of his dad, so I mean, it wasn't really him. Hey, but he technically did it. He did it. No, he did it. But I wouldn't say per se that's he has high charisma with that. He just he just duped him. Cunning, cunning, cunning. Yes, it's got some cunning. Now, Joko is a self-proclaimed laugh riot, <laughs> so let's, <laughs> let's see what he has for us, okay? Oh, boy. Here we go. This is uh, a quote to Mad King Thorn. I am going to use your head as a chamber pot. Only then will it have anything of substance in it. Oh, <laughs> damn. Okay. All right, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> Dick. There's just a whole bunch of shit he says, but... Grenth isn't really on record of saying anything, and he's not even in our competition anymore, so get the fuck out of here, Grenth. Yeah, okay. Um, Doom is pretty straightforward. (laughs) 
He says things like, you can't vanquish death itself. And just like really quippy one thing liners like give me your like your soul is mine your soul is mine <laughs> just shit like that it's like oh okay he's got like mortal combat levels of dialogue oh god you shing son mm-hmm. your soul is mine so let's go back to the scoreboard okay grenth who is out i'll just take him off the list here so i don't have to fucking worry about him go back to the mad king the mad king is ripping on dwarves mm-hmm. he is he's making fun of the Joko and his son yep, being yep. a general bastard. The Mad King says, rate me. <laughs> um, slash rate. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with nine. I'm going to go with nine. I think he can be a little much. I might bring him down to an eight. Think so? I don't know. Maybe he deserves that nine. He's full. He's full on Mad King. He's Mad King. Edric Thorne. Uh, the bloody prince. Let's just knock him out of there. Knock him out of there. If you want me to rate him? I'm gonna give him just straight the five. <laughs> Let's just, I'm just gonna give him a. You know, he 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 encouraged a coup. I'll give him a three. Uh, but he did. He's never said anything that in, enticed me mm. to chuckle. Mm-mm. The lich lord himself, Palau Joko. I'm gonna give him a ten. I think a ten. Ooh, big ten. Big ten. ten. The chamber pot's pretty funny. That's a fucking spicy burn. (laughs) Spicy bullet. That is a fucking spicy burn. Yep. All right. In Doom, he's got very little charisma here. Mm, I'm gonna give him a seven. Kind of an like what? Just from his steez, like his. I don't know. He's, he's just like that. At least he knows himself. He know he knows himself. He was just so simple. He's just so simple. He's got no charisma, no flair. He's just like, I'm gonna end you. Yes. Simple Die. and clean. So let's tally up the totals. Cue an anime music video. <laughs> Tony, can you uh give us some tallying music? Uh sure. Let's uh let's, um awkward side. Can we cue in simple and clean into the <laughs> to this? Uh, no, probably not because of copyright things. Oh, feels bad, man. Coming in mm-hmm. at the very bottom, we should have eliminated him when you said we should have. <laughs> Prince Edric Thorne with a pathetic twelve. Yeah. Get out of here, Edric. Yeah. You know we should not be that mean. He had a very awful upbringing. Oh no, and that's yeah. no. Excuse. I feel bad. I feel that's bad. No excuse. You know, there's a lot of people that have had it rough, but like that's exceptionally bad. His mother was beheaded at his birthday party. What did we expect from this guy? As a, like a showcase. Yeah. From his dad. Terrible. Terrible. A gift. Terrible. Jeez. We will give him. Talking about a fucked up family. You know, mm. maybe we'll get him like into cosmetology school, teach him how to do that makeup a little bit better. His makeup's good. Yeah. Yeah, you can make your donations. We're going to start a GoFundMe for Prince. Does cosmetology include like hair? Uh, maybe he might need that too. I mean, or just like if a he's gonna make a life for himself now. Yeah, maybe get him a salon. I mean, okay, he's got to do something. He can't sit away. He can't sit <laughs> sit up in that raft forever. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> or gotta, whatever the hell. Gotta do something. Mm-hmm. All right, coming in third place at a double the points. Double the points. Mm-hmm. Of the Bloody Prince, we have Doom Twenty Four, the bronze medal. He's probably super mad about that right now. He probably doesn't even care. He's just like, "Where's that soul? I need that soul." He's just, <laughs> just he just tunnel vision. That's all he is. He's just yep. soul, soul, soul. <laughs> Where are you? So I can eat you. He's just waiting. He's just still sitting over there. We'll just kill him next week. He's just (laughs) he's just lounged in his fucking chair still, just like whatever. We're coming back for you next week, Doom. Or this week. Uh, yeah. Reset happened. I guess yeah. Last night. We'll get this morning. We'll get this morning. We'll get you later tonight. Yeah. Some point. Goodbye, Doom. Enjoy your bronze. Now the nail biter. Oh. So I don't remember which one I limited on Oswald. The Mad King, Thorn. But I brought one of his down one point for sure, which inadvertently broke the tie, placing the silver medal on Oswald Thorn. Oh, shit. You heard it here first. 26 points for Oswald Thorn. 
He may get the crown back in actual GW2, but Palau Joko clearly takes it. 27 points for the new king of Halloween, Palau Joko. Joko. He's got nothing better to do now. Than He's make. made it. I mean, yeah, and He's the made story it. beats for this Halloween have been really just like a speculatory look into if that is indeed the real Palawa Joko, if he has any way to come back to life still, oh. if he's just sitting down there waiting again for another, you know, rift. Eternity. Yeah, I mean, it only took a couple hundred years before the Nightfall thing happened. Who knows where Palawa Joko could end up? Mad King is pretty much done for. He's free to walk the Mad Realm. Well, I mean the Earth. The, I mean the Tyr- the Tyria. The Tyria. The Tyria. He's free to walk the Tyria for two to five weeks every year. <laughs> okay. Uh, but other than that, his his pranks are limited. Joko yeah. control the whole world yet again. We don't know. We don't. He's a know. tricky bastard. But. This does conclude our contest, and Joko is the winner. Tony, what do you think about that? Do you feel good about our our judgment here? I feel like I, I feel like we did solid judgment. I think so. I think so. I think that Joko's just worse on a whole landscape scale. Maybe minute to minute. That mean joke just tipped him over the edge. <laughs> that was pretty fucked up, huh? <laughs> just like, all right, all right, it's. So one where you like you're like shut up, you turn around, and you start kicking a rock, kind of just like <laughs> you know what? It just it hurts a little after the Mad King just kind of turned around and says no, <laughs> and then walks off. No, my head is not a chamber pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's jackal lantern. It's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. Yeah, and it's filled with light and stuff. Yep. So we've gone a little longer than our usual episode, so I think we'll forego the new player advice. I know that you've got a oh, cool. really good one lined up. No, I need, yeah. But it is a really long one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for next time, combo fields. Yes, we'll learn all about combo fields, and if you want to get in touch with us, I'll put the, I'm not going to say it all. Send a courier pigeon, clearly. Yeah, send a pigeon. To Tony's house. <laughs> just address it. Just whisper. It, grab thine pigeon and whisper in its ear. Go to Tony and, and just let him it know there's a cat there. Actually, there's two cats there. My cat Toby. He has a girlfriend now, and she's she's moved in. She's moved in. She's moved in. Yeah. She was. I came in the other day, and she was just laying on the couch. Shit. She paying rent or what? No. Oh, no. She's eating God. her food. She's eating his food. <laughs> Oh my god. That's so funny. We haven't named her yet. We'll see. She's cute. She's like a little gray. I don't even know the the breed names, but she's gray. Gray cat. That'd be like gray a, and black a Russian blue or something like that. No, no, no. She's she's like she's pretty gray with black stripes. I don't know what what the fucking breed's called. I'm bad with breeds. Uh but she's not the Russian blue. I know those. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, anyway, I'm glad you have a new cat in your life, Tony. Uh-huh. I'm glad Toby has a girlfriend. <laughs> Toby and Tony hanging around, hanging out forever. Oh, man. Uh, I'll put all of our information if you want to get in touch with us. Uh-huh. Um, you can try the carrier pigeon. No guarantees. Yep. Good luck. And I'll, I'll throw, yeah, I'll throw the uh, plugs in the description of the episode. And that brings us to our final trick of the evening. Oh. Hold on, let me put on my wizard's hat. I'm ready. That was it. Just a dead silence. Gotcha. Oh, no. (laughs) He made me exert energy. Damn it. He got me. Thank you all for listening. You are all amazing. Y'all are the best. Happy spooky season. Happy spooky season. We Stay will safe. see you in Tyria.